All right, everybody, welcome to the PWZ podcast. This is Rick Del Santo, and joining me, this is a reunion of sorts, the DVD Freak and JJ Sins, and um, I'm excited to be here with you. It's a nice, the, uh, what was it, the uh, gathering of misfits, so to speak. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, when's the last time all three of us recorded? At the same I time, exactly when that is. Uh, it's uh, February of 2021 was the last time that the three of us were on the same session recording. So it's been about three months uh, since yeah. we worked together. So, you know, wow. we had a lot to work out and uh, a lot of improvement, but we're back. We're going to be rocking and rolling. So I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I'm ready too. Of course, tonight kicked off WrestleMania weekend. Uh, with night one, and there's some goods, there's some lows, highs, some lows, and um, and in betweens. What did you guys think so far? I would put it um, a little above average in terms of WrestleMania. Um, you know, I think it's we haven't had like a really good WrestleMania since WrestleMania 31. You know, 30 was great, and then 32, 33, 34, 35 were just kind of in you know, garbage, but, and, you know, last year, it's hard to really judge that because of the circumstances. Like, you can't really judge 36 on your basic standards. You really have to look at it as, you know, it is what it is type of thing. Whereas right. this one, you know, we have a stadium, we had a kick-ass stage. I was really, um, I thought that I really was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I thought this was uh, pretty decent for your big return back. I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I, I agree. It felt good to see fans back in, you know, an arena watching wrestling, hearing that response. I think that had a lot to do with, uh, you know, with WrestleMania being pretty good. Plus, uh, again, it wasn't that bad. Uh I, I liked some parts of it. Some parts of it were just eh. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. So. I was very excited to hear a crowd and see a crowd. Um, I think that made a, made a difference uh, in the all-around you know all around presentation of the event and the excitement, my excitement for the event. Uh, as soon as they started, you know, obviously there was some, a weather delay. What was it, about 40 minutes, Freak? 45 minutes? Yeah. There was a weather right. delay. Yeah, they evacuated so, the stadium, and then they started filing fans back in. They did some interviews in between. Like, you had Bobby yeah, Lashley and Drew McIntyre kind of hyping up their match. So, I mean, you know, it, was, it wasn't that long. It actually, I was actually surprised that it was only 45 minutes or somewhere around there. I was afraid it's, it was going to be longer. And I'm kind of afraid for tomorrow night because the weather's looking to be worse. So uh, I don't know. I'm hoping that that uh, you know things change overnight. Things can change overnight. Um, you know the the whole the um, the rain delay made a whole difference in uh, the length of the show because it ended up going. You know, you would think I would think at least that they would end up cutting some things down at least by a few minutes, maybe. Or maybe cutting some of the backstage stuff out or something to that effect. You know what I mean? To try to yeah. keep up with the regular length because something like, you know, I love me some professional wrestling. I really do. But going to a really long show, it could be really tiring. I was at WrestleMania 35 and it was nine hours long and it was just, oh. it was just brutal. So it's just like, you know, and I could sit there for a good three, four hour show nonstop. But this almost hit five hours uh, with the. They ended up. They didn't want a pre-show, but they ended up having a pre-show anyways because of the uh, the rain delay and and them trying to hype it up. You know, they went to emergency uh, interviews and all this other stuff. So, um, it ended up going way longer than <laughs> than it should have. Yeah, about an hour. I was at thirty four, and we didn't get out of the Superdome until like twelve thirty. Like after, at that point, you're just wanting the show to end, and I don't, I don't like that WrestleMania is two nights, but it is convenient that you don't have to sit here for seven hours. In one, I don't, mi I don't mind. The I kind of like it. That it's 
Yeah, I don't I don't mind the fact that it's two nights because if you look at like New Japan, they run Wrestle Kingdom a couple nights, you know, there's just like other companies that run their biggest shows over a weekend period. And I just think it makes the most sense really because instead of having a nine hour show, do two four hour shows or something like that. Or, you know what I mean? Yep. And yeah, and split up the biggest matches rather than having a big match in the beginning and then you get what I'm saying? Sorry. Do you think they'll stick with the format of two nights after all this shit ends. I think they will. I, you, you know, I would Michael hope so. Cole I would say I would hope so. Saturday. If you notice, yeah, him saying he, that he really, I he, you're right. He did, and he killed that. That he said it quite often. Yeah. You know I mean? Throughout the throughout the entire evening, so that could become a thing. I know next year, as of present time, they're only advertised for one night. Uh, right. But if they, you know, that obviously it's a year away, so they can change that. Tickets haven't gone on sale yet, so thing, uh, anything can happen. They should stick with, I, I kind of like it with two nights. Well, Again, like you said, seven-hour show or split it in half. It's, I don't know, it seems a lot better with two nights, I think. That's what I was thinking. I think next year, I think they're going to go with the one night because they're trying to sell out AT&T Stadium. Right. This was easy. They only had to sell 25,000 tickets per night. And a lot of those were just uh, double tickets. Whereas AT&T Stadium, they're shooting for that quotations 100,000, a.k.a. like 80,000 fans. So I just don't know if they can pull off a two-night sellout. And you also have to think about it. Would you rather watch two nights of Wrestle Kingdom or two nights of WrestleMania? Like, I, I think you're right. I think you know the answer to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think Is that a rhetorical question? Yeah. <laughs> so, I All think right. two nights of New Japan is different than two nights of WWE. I think there's a big difference. Well, we'll get into that because you know, two nights of uh, WrestleMania, you're going to see random things that probably shouldn't fit in because they're trying to put in filler. Well, you know, WWE has a lot of filler as it is, but this this show definitely had uh, some filler. Um, seven matches per night between tonight and tomorrow. Uh, so the opening match, I'm surprised that they put it on as early as they did, to be honest with you. I know that usually if there's two title matches, they put one of them on first, but uh, I would have liked this to have gone right underneath the main event this match, but uh, Bobby Lashley retained the title against Drew McIntyre, which I was not entirely convinced that Bobby was going to walk out with the title uh, going into WrestleMania. I thought it could really go either way. I kind of wouldn't minded, wouldn't have minded Drew winning because he did not have that WrestleMania moment last year in front of a live crowd. And that's, it seemed like that's what they were going to try to build. Um, but I'm kind of happy that, you know, cause it is Bobby Lashley's time to have that title and, and go with it and be the face of the company, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought these guys put on a really good match. I really like this match. Um, I thought it was way better than I expected going into it. I, uh, I called it, I knew this was going to be the opener. Um, it's just, it, it made sense for it to be the opener. I like the... I don't know. Ever since WrestleMania 27, you know, they had Edge and Del Rio. Was, you know, that was the first time they had the world title as the first match. And ever since then, they tend to like to have a title match of some sort. I prefer to have it be structuralized, like, oh, have like a really cool opener and then work your way up the card. But right. it's, it's the sign of the times we're in. You know, you're going to have a world title match in the beginning. And, you know, I, I thought this was a decent match for what it was. I think my biggest problem with it was I didn't feel like they had chemistry. Uh, it just didn't work. And them two, this match didn't really click. It didn't really reach the third gear. But I was happy with the result because I think it would have been stupid at this point to take the title off Bobby Lashley. And like you said, I was afraid that McIntyre was going to win because he never had that crowning moment that he was supposed to have last year. But, you know, I stand by it. I was I was a real big fan of this really dominant win that Bobby Lashley had. I thought this was probably going to be a pinfall. 
No, this was like a full Nelson, Master Lock, whatever you want to call it. Um, that win kind now of came out of nowhere for me. Is that one of those things where he didn't actually submit? He actually like passed out from the pain? There is that yeah. what the, that's what I, that's what I see. That's what I, it appeared that they were going with. Yeah, I was surprised by that, but I'm I'm yeah. happy about it. It's, at I least what they could Lashley, say that. At least they could go with the storyline that Drew isn't a quitter, that kind of a thing, and build on that as well. And that he passed out from the pain, you know, like because uh, he wouldn't give up. It it leaves it open for another match for sure. Exactly. Exactly, JJ. Hmm. Hmm. Well, unfortunately, I did not see this match. I texted you, Rick. Oh, I'm going on a, on a wine run. Remember, I told you that. Yeah, that's, like, right. that's right. Um, however, uh, the two of you describing the match and letting me know how it ended—that makes it sound interesting. However, I am not a Bobby Lashley fan. Uh, you know, never was. Uh, I just think he's dull and boring. I'm not going to say he doesn't have any talent because he's very talented. I just don't have, I'm just not a fan. One of the things that I got to say about Lashley, though, JJ, is that WWE builds him up like a certain way. It's not that I'm not a Lashley fan. I don't hate him. I think he has some very good talent. It's just... I think his impact run was really well done because he was able, he had more freedom. He was able to cut his own promos and he wasn't boring. You know, he, he actually, True, so he was I really good in impact. Because there was a part, there was a time in impact when he was in Bobby Lashley was an impact. He was holding all the titles. Yeah. There was, and I, I just thought that was ridiculous. Like, really? It's, it's Bobby Lashley. It's. I mean, uh, again, I'm just not a fan of. I don't see. I don't get. The, I don't get the hype. And That's again, I know he's talented. I yeah, he can cut a promo. It just doesn't uh, tickle my fancy. I guess when it comes to wrestling, I just don't. I just don't see the attraction. So, but he got the belt. They're gonna give him a nice long, lengthy run, and I'm sure this well deserved. But I'm wondering if. Uh, What's the next pay per view? Money in the Bank, right? Uh, uh, freak. That's I usually. No, the next I have one. no idea what's the next one. No it's clue. usually. I believe Money in the Bank is the next one, so I think that I like they'll definitely meet again at the next show. Uh, next pay per view. We'll have to see what happens. Next up was uh, let's see here the tag team turmoil. I don't really give a damn about this match. Uh, why was this match? Like, this was uh, Natalia, and apparently I cannot write her name right. I wrote Stamina, or autocorrect, but it was Tamina. Tamina. <laughs> Stamina. 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 Tamina. Autocorrect will get you. But Tamina, they won the uh, tag team turmoil. So tomorrow night they meet um, Al My Hole and uh, uh, Shayna Baszler. So we'll have to see what happens. I don't think that they're going to win the tag team titles tomorrow. Um, this match really did nothing for me. I don't like Gauntlet-style matches. This was relatively boring to me. Um, yeah, I, there's nothing else I could say about it, to be honest with you. I, I was kind of zoned out because I just really was not interested in whatsoever. Yeah, this one, like, this was your literal pre-show match, if I've ever <laughs> seen one. And it's just like, you know, they had... I didn't see either of these matches, but they had the pre-show matches on SmackDown uh, last night or Friday night. And last night, yeah. It's just like I would rather have seen the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I'm a Battle Royal fan. I'm a sucker. I like Battle Royals because it's like you know they have an old school feel to it. You know what I mean? You don't see them enough these days. Like I think WWE basically does them once a year at. uh, WrestleMania most of the time, right? Yeah, and yeah. I feel like this was just a way to get all the women on so people don't complain. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and it's just like Tamina and Natalia. Like, of all the fucking choices you could have picked, that's the one you pick? Come on. That's literally the two most boring women's wrestlers like, in the entire roster. The most boring ones. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's who you picked? 
Like, geez, come on. Oh, that just makes me think they're not going to take the titles. So but tomorrow. Why night. have a gauntlet if you're not going to take the titles? Because it's, it's WWE. Yeah. <laughs> See, you know, there's WWE. no logic. They there's there's booking and there's WWE booking. So you know, or, or there's logic and WWE logic. So they don't they don't always do things that make sense. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you think that they would do things that don't make sense so down the road that it would end up making sense, but not in this situation. WWE, uh, yeah, I didn't care for this match. Uh, yeah, WWE. What was the next match? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to go with. Honestly, uh, the next... police, but who thought Vince McMahon looked really weird when he came out in front of the audience? <coughs> Like, he's got a ton of makeup on, didn't he? He looks like he's made out of silicone. Yeah. He's getting he's getting up there in age. He's, what, it's 75 scary. now, is it? Uh, yeah. So I know he's in his he's 70s. Getting... It's scary. He, he, it almost sounded like he couldn't talk. Uh, I, I was kind of concerned about his health. And it's the way he looked. Tons of makeup on. Yeah. But yeah. Well, he's always he's always done that. Like, well, sort of. But, you know, he, he he's looking no. more... Hey, if you notice, he's looking more pale and more gray. Like, he's definitely getting up there. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like he's, you know. He's, he's pushing eight. I wouldn't say, yeah, his health is, oh. I wouldn't say declining, but you know what I mean? He's getting to that age. So he's starting to look his age, finally. I mean, he never really looked his age because he always got himself, you know, he always took care of himself. So. Yeah, he's juicing up, but. Yeah. I will say it was good to see him at WrestleMania. I can't remember the last time we saw him at WrestleMania. It was good to see. And we got the welcome to WrestleMania. It was cool. I like that. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I forgot to talk about that, but I mentioned that. But I, yeah, I enjoyed that. It was, yeah. It's cool. The next match is my favorite match of the evening. Cesaro defeated. Uh, Seth Rollins, I actually jumped out of my seat for this one because I didn't really think that they were going to give Cesaro the win. I was really just hoping that they would because, you know, this guy deserves his shot. It's been his time for God knows how long. How long has he been with the company now, Freak? About 10 years? Probably. I think like 2012 or somewhere around there he made his debut. Like, he was like, yeah. Yeah, Nine years or so. Yeah. About nine years. Like, you know, he's a guy that's... Go ahead. Well, no, he made his debut on Raw or SmackDown. I, I think it was Raw. Yeah, I believe but it was, was Raw. Was he in that CW for a while? Yeah, he was once Antonio. Yeah, he was once Antonio Cesaro, and then he um, he won the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 30 in 2014, and then they paired him with Jack Swagger for the um, what was it? Ah. And, um, with uh, with uh, um, we the people with uh, with um, uh, Dutch Mantel. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's okay. yeah. yeah. Man, those are good this times. is like this guy is a great wrestler, and he's been a really good hand for the last like better part of ten years. Uh, so I'm wondering, it's like they're finally going to break it and go break it, and just go forward with it. I'm really hope so because I've been saying that he's like. Champion, like he deserves a championship run before he retires. Not that he's gonna. Re- I don't think he's gonna retire anytime soon because I think he's still a few years younger than I am. But you know, um, I just I, I'm hoping that this is it. That this match made like him defeating somebody, like getting the rub from Seth Rollins, is gonna put him in that position where he's gonna really go go forward and skyrocket uh, towards a championship or even like just a really big push. You know? Yeah. Uh, look, I'm sorry. I'm pissed off that this only went 11 minutes. Like, yeah, I was happy. That's about 11 minutes of the show, though. Yeah, but still, I would rather have. I don't, I'd rather have a 25 minute barn burner. I get you. Until, oh, even yeah. like even cool. 18 minutes. Like, I just I didn't want this one to end. Like, you easily could have taken that bullshit term fucking turmoil match. Put that on a pre-show and give that time to this match. So I just, I don't know, I was happy, but I was still disappointed because this wasn't the classic that I wanted. But, you know, I'm just glad that Cesaro got the win. I, I 
do not believe they will go anywhere with it just due to past experience. So I don't think this will lead to him winning a title or anything. This will probably just lead to nothing, as always. I'm hoping that's not well, true, but you know, I we'll hope have to see. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope you're wrong. Uh, it was. I forgot how fun it was to see, to watch Starle and uh, Seth Rollins wrestle just in general. Um, that cork. Did you guys catch that corkscrew splash that Rollins did off the top rope? I, yeah. I popped for that. I don't know if you guys caught that. That was pretty yeah. insane. There was a sequence before the um, somebody hit a pedigree and then it turned into an arm swing or whatever. Um, there was a lot of good sweet sequences in that match I enjoyed. And I really hope that Cesaro gets that long overdue push, just like these two were talking about. Will it happen? Who knows? I see right. it happening. The, the positivity in me is like, maybe they'll push him. No. It's very well-deserved. You, you can't deny yeah. it's not well-deserved well because the guy's been busting his ass, even in the Indies and Ring of Honor and all that such such things, yeah. you know. And he finally gets to WWE, and he has been a really good hand for them, and you know he's been out there, wrestles some really great matches. and I mean, even the match that he, you know, back, was it 2000-whatever, when he came in after a couple of years, he had a match with on Raw with Cena, and I thought that match was phenomenal. Anytime Cena gets in there with like a legit wrestler, he can put on a really fucking good match. And I thought that that I was like, they're going to be so impressed with him, and they're going to give him a push. But that never happened at that time period. I don't even know when the hell that I was. I can't remember. Probably twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen. Man, it's probably it sounds about right. Yeah. I feel yeah. like if they were to give him a push, it'll be one of those like Jeff Hardy things. Where they just give him a title as like a thank you for being loyal to us for the past 10 years thing. And then it'll mean nothing. Like kind of rewarding him for being loyal, not jumping shit. But didn't um, uh, Hardy win the belt a couple times? That's the other thing. He won it at least two times. Yeah, but he never had a significant title reign. It was always one of those things. They're like, all right, we'll give it to you for a month just so it's on your record type thing, you know? I feel like that. Yeah. I feel like if he were to win a title, it would just be that, or like the Dolph Ziggler thing, where people uh, are clamoring for it for so long, they give it to him, and then he just loses it, and people kind of forget about it. So I don't think I he'll ever think get. He'll never get a lengthy run, but you know, it's just frustrating. It would be nice for him to have a meaningful run, but you know, booking WWE. Yeah, booking this is WWE booking, of course. So next is probably one of my favorite moments of the evening is the New Day lost the tag team titles to AJ Styles and almost <laughs> uh, finally get to see almost in the ring, and he's not wearing your traditional wrestling gear. Uh, I like how he stands there, and you know you could hit him, and he look at looks at you like a fly came across his face, kind of a thing, you know. Uh, I, I like that guy. I don't know what it is about him. You know, I don't necessarily like big guys that can't necessarily work. I mean, not that he's he hasn't shown that he can work or can't work, really, because the match was pretty short in itself. And he just basically did a couple power bombs and throwing these guys around. So um, I'm just glad the tag titles are off the new day. Uh, they, they've had a lot of runs with the uh, with, with those belts. And it's time for somebody else to take these belts. And AJ and almost, I think, you know, as as out of the combination, a lot of people were complaining about it. You know, why does he need a bodyguard? And, but he's teaming with almost. It's like, well, you know, now he's a tag team partner. The champion's holding. The, I don't think AJ, has AJ won the tag titles yet, uh, Freak? I'm trying to remember. No, not the, not the WWE ones. No. That's no. what I thought. That's, that's what I thought. So, you know, sometimes I, you know, my memory goes. But that's what I'm thinking. That like you know, he has to have a tag title run. This, so this was kind of an enjoyable match. It was a lot of fun. I thought, uh, you know, it's not a five star classic or anything like that. But it was, it was just a little bit of fun. So I was very against AJ Styles being in a tag match at WrestleMania. I want him in a singles match, classic. But this one, I'm just like, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And this almost guy. I, like I said, don't take a bump, don't sell anything, and he didn't. This was great. Like, he yeah. literally didn't, 
he didn't leave his feet. He didn't even blink an eye. Like, this was great. Yes. But here's the problem with this. Eventually, someone's going to have to take the pin to lose the belt. And I sure as hell hope it's not almost this taking the pin to lose the belts. This guy, he could be something. He could be this unstoppable force. Yeah? JJ, is that you? Yeah, it's me. Is it dragging? That's not me. I don't have feedback. Do you hear feedback? I hear feedback. I heard a from fan. Me. I heard a fan. Whatever. Or maybe oh. some. I heard some wind or something. I'm. I'm no. not. Outside. Well, you're in the windy city, so. <laughs> I'm up here. I like. I'm downstairs in the basement, so I. I don't think it's me. And this is where I've been recording for months. So. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Anyway, so this almost guy. I really hope he doesn't have to take the pin eventually. Dude, make him undefeated. Don't have him take a bump until it's really important. This this guy could really be something. But the pessimistic side of me is like, no, they'll fuck it up. So, you know, <laughs> I, I hope they don't. But I actually really liked what I saw with this tonight. Very, very they'll cool. do something they'll, they'll do something ridiculous. I mean, look what they did with, like, Kali. I mean, not that I'm saying Kali is, like, his great worker or anything, but... He was a giant, and then they just had him put him in a stupid comedic gimmick after what a, a year or so. so. Well, he's a Hall of Famer now, so I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but, do you know the why he's in the Hall of Fame? And I'm not saying anything bad. Sorry, JJ. I know you, you probably wanted to give opinions on this, JJ, for, in this match, but I just want to say the thing with Khalid going into the Hall of Fame is that the WWE is breaking into the Indian market, and apparently Khalid is immensely popular in. India still, so you know they're kind of using they're kind of using him as like the ambassador, just sort of. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah, he's like the Bruno San Martino of India. Like it's bad. Like a lot of their ratings, like like fifty percent of all ratings come from India. Like yeah, YouTube, like it's through the roof. YouTube views from India, like yeah, that dude. He's doing something right over there. He's he's like I could see I could see why they put him in. You know what I mean? Because of that, they're trying to, to market in, in that area. So they're probably going to have some exclusive TV over there as well. And which, maybe even have live events. So. Which What's is why this? the Hall of Fame is a joke. Let's go through these matches before we start tearing apart the Hall of Fame. Because I, 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 if we don't get it, I mean, we only got, uh, we're halfway through, but if Seriously, because there's been plenty of times we, we, we would run out of time. So I don't want to run out of time talking about the uh, Hall of Fame at this moment. We'll get you to get to that at the end. Uh, JJ, did you have an opinion on the tag title match with Almost and AJ in the New Day? Uh, that Almost guy is really believable. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all I, you know, I, I agree with, with both of you. Very believable. I was pissed off that... Uh, Styles wasn't in a singles match, not in a yep. big time, but eh, maybe it's time for him to, you know, move down a little and let other stars shine. I get he's, it. He's, uh, you know, he's been around a lot longer than people remember. And I'm sure, JJ, you remember him coming up and, you know, the Indies in Georgia and probably what, 99 or so. And then, and then, Mm-hmm. I remember when he was in WCW. WCW, yep. And then, yeah. and then you know, he was in, obviously everybody remembers his TNA career where he was made. I mean, he had an incredible career in TNA and then New Japan. So he's been around a lot longer. He's had already had like a 20 something year old, 20 something year career. So I also yeah. heard that he wants to, I, I've read that he wants to slow down as well. So that could have a lot to do with what he's doing currently in uh, his wrestling career. What what he wants to do? Currently. Yeah, understandable, but yeah, he's that, that almost guys believable. You said what, Rick? He's got a family that he wants to spend more time with, so he wants to slow down. You know. What I mean? Yeah. Well, he said his uh, he he signed a contract in 2019, I believe, five year contract. He said that's the last contract he'll ever sign. So. Yeah. 
2024, I think that's it for him. That's we'll see it. about that. There's so many people say that so many wrestlers retire and then come out, and then or by the time they come to retirement, they don't end up retiring. So come on now. Like, we got to see what happens in 2024. Yeah. So like I ask... Yeah, that guy would never retire. So I want to ask <laughs> you a question, Freak. What are you drinking? Oh, I have water right now. I drink enough oh. today. I had <laughs> I had four Bud Light Platinums, mm-hmm. and then I had um, a Mike's Hard Green Apple Lemonade. It was actually pretty good. So yeah, I was uh. I'm trying to stay a little sober for this recording, not my live stream. PWC podcast brought to you by Mike's Hard Lemonade. So, yeah, we were drinking up earlier. The steel cage match between Shane and Braun Strowman. Uh, Shane enters, then Braun comes out. He's immediately attacked by Elias and uh, Jackson Riker. Um, this was better than expected. I, I you know, better than I uh, anticipated. Um, you know, I just don't like modern steel cage matches. I think Freak, we've discussed this before, and JJ, they're like, yeah, how can you have a steel cage match without blood? Or, yeah. you know, and I complained about something on the NXT show from the other night as well. It's like Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly put on this really good match, you know, and, uh, and they started using weapons like they were hitting each other with a chain in the face, but there was no blood. I'm just like, you're going to these lengths to use these certain weapons, such as a steel cage or a chain. And, you know, I guarantee if somebody whacked me in the face with a fist full of chain, that I would have been busted open. So, you know, it's just, there's no believability in, in these matches anymore. And that's pretty fucking upsetting. Well, even in like, if you look at like really old school wrestling, a closed fist would have done it. Like the referee wasn't looking because closed fists were illegal for a long time. So like, let's say the referee's distracted, you do a closed fist, you'd blade to that because more than likely, if you take a closed fist, knuckle shot to the forehead, you're probably going to get busted open. So don't even get me started on the whole blood debate. It's just, you can't have a cage match without blood. And I also believe you can't have a cage match to be your first match of a feud, but whatever. I am tired of that because, you know, I was having that discussion with somebody the other day and, you know, that's one of the things that happened. Was it with uh, Braun, not Braun, Bray and Seth when they had the Hell in Cell match? Uh, I think we discussed that. Did we discuss that match? Were you as part of the podcast then? It was the first match they ever did, and that match took place. Uh, was was the steel cage match? I thought that that's just like the steel cage is supposed to be the blow off match. It's supposed to blow off, and the fact is they're just like and, or any gimmick match I should say is supposed to be the blow off. You, you get what I'm saying? The first match yeah. is supposed to be a straightforward match. Second match maybe, um, you know, uh, no disqualification match or, or a lumberjack match or some bullshit. That could something that ends up getting thrown out, but then 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 the steel cage match or the strap match or something should be the final match. But I just see these feuds starting these days, and they end up going right into a gimmick match for the first match. And it it's just it's pissing me off. It's not professional wrestling the way that I remember and that or that it should be, just because that's the way they always blew off the feud. How they ended the feud was supposed to be some big gimmick match, and they're just running into them right away. And for the last what few years, and it's just it just doesn't make any sense. It just makes me lose interest in the feud right away for the most part. JJ, yeah, I know, I agree. It should be the uh, the end of a chapter. <laughs> so that's what it was brought in for. Like that's what makes the most sense. <clears throat> and um, what can you do? The thing about this match, I wasn't really expecting much because, quite honestly, I don't like Braun Strowman. And it's just, I'm kind of indifferent with Shane McMahon. The thing with Shane McMahon, though, it's getting a little old. It's been old for a while. That every time you have a match with him, you're like, all right, what's the big spot going to be? 
<laughs> he's been doing that for about 22 years. He's been doing that. You have to fall off of something. Yeah, you know? like it's yeah. not special. Like yeah. I, I do like uh, the creativity. Like Braun just ripping the cage off. That was cool. That was dope. Yeah, yeah that, that was cool. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's cool. And I also, I never liked the whole escaping the door thing out of cage matches because to me it seems a little easy i think you should have to work for it a little more than that you're gonna have this big blow off steel cage match but there's we don't have blow off steel cage matches what happens if you have a manager on the outside that says sorry to cut you off but like you know the door could be used as a weapon as well like what is it like uh a manager outside or somebody's partner comes out and slams the door in your face as you're about to exit the exit the door. So that could be used to utilize. So could, you know, and yeah, I think that that's why. Do you have managers that grab heat anymore? No, but I mean, you know, that would happen with like Arn Anderson. But I guess they're exactly. going back yeah. further. It'd you know, but I mean, like, it'd be different if you have Bobby Heenan out there or like Paul yeah. like something like that. Like, that yeah. comes to mind, Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, it's different now where there's no one out there. Like That door was used for that manager gimmick, whereas now it's just like, all right, I'm just going to walk out. I, I don't know. I think you, if there's no manager out there, go up, go over the top. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I thought this was creative. Um, I'm kind of glad Shane didn't do this over the top thing i'm kind of glad he just got thrown off the top you know i think that one of the things is he's getting old too he's 57 yeah. years old he can't be doing that uh it's been about three years since he's he's done a crazy bump so i think that he knows what he can and what he can't do and that's why he's like just throwing me off the top of the cage like yeah you know, he, he landed flat on his back so you know he probably <laughs> i think he was still able to walk out of there it looked like it was pretty brutal landing in the ring you know, uh, I think he knows what he can do. So that I know that that's why he wouldn't dive into the freaking table off the top of the cage. I thought that was, was going to happen. I thought he was going to do yeah, an elbow sure, yeah. onto the yeah. table. At his age, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't know. I thought that bump was brutal. Yeah, like, it was. In a way, that's worse than the announce table. That's what I was thinking. Isn't that worse than the announce table? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. Yeah. It's insane. All right. So what else? We got the Miz and Morrison against my favorite wrestler of all time, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this shit. Bad Bunny guy. This Bad Bunny guy, uh, <laughs> he kind of actually did a bunch of wrestling moves. I was pretty impressed. He did a Hurricane Rana, a crossbody, and... He had dropped toe hold and he, you know, he dropped down and uh, did a reversal and had the, the Miz in the waist lock. So somebody's been teaching him some wrestling holds. I don't know who quite exactly he's been training with, but I don't know. This match was pretty fucking stupid. Like the whole, I mean, I love Damian Priest. Uh, the Miz and Morrison, I'm so like, they've got that go away heat with me. Like it's just. It's kind of they're kind of on my nerves, you know, and the fact that they came out with like a million fucking rabbits, I felt like I was tripping on acid seeing these guys come out. out of like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like it was so like I was freaked out. Like and I was just like, this is so freaking weird and dumb. But I like their new hit single, Hey Hey Hop Hop. So it's my favorite song of all time. <laughs> this match was way better than I expected, you know, but it was it was really dumb, though, at the same time. And, and it's like, you know, I think that Damian Priest has a huge future in WWE. And for him to make his debut at WrestleMania debut in this match, it kind of looked kind of dumb on, my, on his part, or, or on their part, I think, putting him in this match. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is this bad buddy guy, he's like the number one merch seller, which really shows you how bad a shape that company's in in terms of making stars that's pretty pathetic like honestly but so i don't think he's going anywhere uh i know he was in the performance center i did read who was training him but honestly i forgot but he's been in there for a few weeks you know it's just like 
he did like five wrestling moves. Like he did the arm drag, the cross body. Her karate was impressive, but those are probably the only things they taught him. Like, I so I I just wasn't impressed. It was it was decent for a celebrity role, but you know I me, mean? I I hate the celebrity role with a passion. That's my number one problem with wrestling to this you. day. Even as a kid, like I just I always hated it. And I still, to this day, I hate it. No matter what you do, like Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow, that was better than it should have been. I was there for that. Yeah, like that was a good celebrity role, but that doesn't mean it needs to be there. I don't care how good. At least he was, a, at least he was an athlete, and not necessarily like an actor or a musician. You know what I mean? Like with Yeah, Taylor. well, if you want to call him a musician, but whatever. <laughs> um, that's more noise than music, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm just that that motherfucker's not going anywhere, unfortunately. You might have a point at that. Alright, so the main event, uh oh, did, uh, what did you have to think about the match, uh, JJ? Uh I just uh like you said, I thought it was uh someone impressive on with Bad Baby he did some impressive I agree. However, I've been a fan of Punishment Martin. Oh, wow. What is his name? Damien Priest? Yes. I remember him as Punishment Martinez in Ring of Honor. I've been a fan of his for years. I, got, I had the pleasure of seeing him live a few times. I had a few Ring of Honor shows out here. And I was like, man, this dude's got it. You know, he'll be in WWE in no time. That was about five, six years ago, I think. And, uh, yeah. See him debut, uh, like as Bad Bunny's tag partner on the main line. Yeah. Really, but um, and it's weird. So I never seen him play a face before, so that was really right. Weird. That's the other so thing about him in WWE as a baby face. It's a completely different character than he was in Ring of Honor. Yeah, but uh, maybe they're trying to tap into the Hispanic fan. Face or something? That's what I'm guessing. They're trying to find a nice baby face for the for, for Latinos. So I think it's the business on their part. But if he can play a heel real good, he played a face pretty decent. So yeah, I, think, I mean, he seems to. A lot of people really went crazy for this match. I mean, the fans yeah. attended. Yes, and I'm shocked. I'm like, really? Like, why are you enjoying this? <laughs> yeah. Well. I do want to ask you guys, do you think that was all the crowd noise, or do you think they did piped-in crowd noise? I couldn't tell. I'm going to say that I don't think that it was piped in, because have you been watching the shows that have been piped in, uh, uh, Freak? Uh, the pay-per-views, that's all I watch. Yeah. You can kind of tell the really formula that they have a formula. I can't spit it out right now. Do you know what I mean? They have like the certain formula where you can tell that it's just pre-programmed like uh this one didn't necessarily seem as programmed i mean i could be completely wrong but no but I, you're I, right I get what you're saying rick i get i get yeah, what you're you saying. definitely tell there's pipe like when there's piped in crowd noise because of the way it sounds and the way that you know there's fake laughter or jokes that aren't even funny or you know it's just like of course this guy's supposed to be the baby face so they're you know Cheering him, like or it's just like the way it is, up and down, and all this other stuff. It's just, it's well, not enjoyable. Well, I, I couldn't tell because I had my TV basically very quiet because I was doing a live stream, and I could hear some cheers, and I'm just like, there's no way these people are, there's no way Bad Bunny's getting over with these people. Yeah, he was. No, I watched it with the volume on, dude. And people uh, were, yeah, and was, they were uh, panning to the audience, and I, it was like. Every yeah, I was going wild, but they're all a bunch of fucking drones. Whatever. Yeah, they just—they're all you know. There's WWE fans and wrestling fans, so you know how that goes. So, anyways, the main event was next. I thought this was a really good match. Bianca Belair defeated Sasha Banks for the ladies' world title, SmackDown world title, and I thought that this match was really enjoyable. Um, it probably could have gone longer. Because I think it only went about 15 minutes, didn't it? Maybe. Uh, what? I can look it up. Yeah, it's all right. I'd say 15. 17. Yeah. 17? It was pretty fun. 
it was pretty uh it was a pretty interesting matchup. It's it's um and not that you know, I really like um Bianca Belair. I think she's great. Uh, Sasha never really enjoyed it until about last year and then I started to like her, you know. Um I think she puts on some really good matches. This was a I thought this was a really good match. A lot my, of fun to watch. My problem with this match is I think Bianca Belair was too dominant. Like, if you want to get her over as that, like, underdog baby face, I don't really think they were going for that. They were literally just having her be dominant. Like, I was pretty surprised. Like, it wasn't that, like, Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania 35 type deal where the crowd was behind him. And most of the time he was, you know, taking, you know, he's on the defense. Whereas I think Bianca Belair was mostly on the offense here. This was a very dominant match. And I was, I was kind of kind of took me out of it a little bit because of that. I'm just like, well, this is a little too obvious now. Like, well, I mean, I, I think it was pretty obvious going in, but you got to look at the body shape, you know, the, the way one looks compared to the other, you know. I think that she looks like a different... Uh, I don't know. She just looks like she would probably kick ass, you know. I think Uncle Belair. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I remember when Bianca Belair made her debut uh, what was it, the May Young Classic I want to say about four or five years ago I think I say about four years yeah I think something like that yeah and uh, my girlfriend at the time we were watching the May Young Classic uh, she was I got her I had gotten her into wrestling and we both had said the same thing like that chick's gonna be something man. like she's gonna go all the way she just had it, and, and like, she, like her character annoyed the fuck out of me. You know, you know what I'm saying? But that's her job. She, I remember she came in as a heel. Yeah, she came in. As yeah, a heel. And, she, and um, she played a good heel, but the she was just slapping all these, you know, all her opponents with her, with her extension. That yeah. shit sounded rowdy. So we both dug it. She annoyed the fuck out of us, and that shows she was doing her job. And yeah, we knew that. I'm not shocked she's she's in the uh, she got she's in now. Like hell yeah, I'm happy. The biggest crowd that she's ever worked in front of. I mean, uh, yeah. or wise, right? Because she never has she ever come up to the main roster. What was that Survivor Series when NXT was involved? Was she involved in that? I'm trying to. That I don't know. She might have been. 25,000 people. I mean, I know that's not the biggest WrestleMania crowd, but she looked really emotional. Like, you know, she looked nervous that she was working in front of, like, possibly the biggest crowd she's ever worked in front of. It was really awesome, you know, to see her like that. That, you know, she probably, she worked very hard to get to where she is, you know, and she got that title at the grandest stage of them all. Yeah, I remember I went to NXT Brooklyn 4 in 2018, and she worked a dark match before the show. And I remember that was the first time I'd ever seen her, because I didn't watch the Neon Classic or anything. But, like, I don't even know who her opponent was. That's how worthless it was. Like, they ended up airing that on NXT TV later in the week. Okay. Yeah, I remember what the match was called. I don't, I don't remember who she wrestled. And I was like third row for that, so I was like right there, and I was like, "Holy shit, she is gonna be huge if they let her." You know, like she has talent, and I'm glad that I was able to kind of see that, like it kind of full circle. Like I saw her when she was up and coming, and I was like, "If they let her be something, she's gonna be something." And here we are. You know, it's really cool. I think she deserved it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. How would you guys grade the show overall? I'm going to to B. B. I I thought it it was a lot better than I thought. I mean, it was better than uh, the Raw from the last few years. I mean, I. I, I, Freak, how would you think that you would grade this? It's hard to grade it because to me, this is still half a show. So if I were to rate it as just a half, I'd say like a C plus. Okay. You know, there's really only two matches that I'd say take take off the show, really. Uh, 
And that is uh, the tag team turmoil and the Venus Bunny match. Uh, it, but even that one still. So maybe you know, you, maybe you can keep that in because it's actually more than expected. So, I mean, I'd have to go. You know, I'd have to definitely go with the B here. I think because so, I I enjoyed even the match. You know, the Braun and Shane match as much as I really didn't want to see it. I actually enjoyed it way more than I expected. So I actually enjoyed, you know, the show way more so far. I do think tomorrow night's going to be much better. I really do. Yeah. I mean, the main event, I'm definitely interested in the main event. We'll have to see what happens there. Yeah. We'll see. Plus, you got Oscar and Rhea Ripley. That's going to be the show stealer right there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Really looking forward to that match. You know, I really want to. You know, I love Oscar. So. I, mean, I, I like love Rhea Ripley. Yeah. So, anything else you guys want to cover before we wrap it up? Uh, let's cover stocks and bonds and bit, a Bitcoin. And Dogecoin? No, I'm just playing. Uh, it was just a, a pleasure to do this again. Uh, yes. Uh, glad to be here with my brothers. Yeah. Great. It's been a while. Yeah? Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like the show will be better to judge. Like, I can like, look at last year. I look at that as one payment. I do. Like, this is two halves. So, like, it's hard to judge this one. You know, right now I give it a C plus. Where tomorrow night it could be a completely different rating because it's it to me it's two halves of one pay per view. I don't care. Like, like so yeah, it's, it's hard to judge it. And I am looking forward to tomorrow night a lot. Tonight I was like, uh, whereas tomorrow night I'm like actually really excited. We could actually really see some good matches, and you know, as much as I want Daniel Bryan to win, I doubt it. But we'll see. I think uh, Roman's retaining. But I think that's most likely going to be the case. But you never know what will happen. So you never know what's going to happen in the WWE. 